Fitness Pro Mentor community, welcome to another show. I'm really excited about this one. Listen, the community is all about helping personal trainers two to three X their personal income so you can have the freedom and the life that you want. And there are people like Brandon's, because Brandon's are just great, that are doing that. And we got today, Mr. Brandon O'Connor. Brandon, how you doing today? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I got another Brandon in the house. So, I mean, we've got some B power today. Um, if anyone all is listening, it's all about the Brandons. Before we jump in, I want to just throw out there. Brandon O'Connor is the um, uh, co-owner and founder of um, Muscle Restoration Austin. It's absolutely brilliant business. You've done an incredible job growing that. You've got an incredible team. Your branding has super leveled up. And I'm really excited to talk to you. I mean, you're a friend of mine, colleague, faculty member, yeah. if you will. Uh, I'm super excited about this. Yeah. Now let's do it. Cool, man. <laughs> So the first question is, what muscles did you work out today? What muscles did I work out today or what <laughs> muscles did I, did I work with people on today? I haven't worked out today. <laughs> All right. Me either. We don't have time for that. We're too busy. Too busy. Hey, man. So We're too, I'm too busy. So let's talk about that. So you've done an incredible job. Um, first and foremost, if you're not following Brandon on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and any other medium, please go check them out. But I'd love to ask you first and foremost, I mean, I th- you've got an incredible business now. You're doing some really advanced stuff. You're teaching stuff. Did you know you've always wanted to be a trainer? Like, was that from the, the get-go, I want to be a trainer? Mm, I mean, I, I, no, not, not necessarily. I mean, I, I always, I always, you know, from the time I was in high school, you know, middle of high school, I loved working out. I loved, you know, training my own body. And then I just felt like, hey, I, 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 I can do this with myself. Maybe I can help other people do it. And, um, you know, so it, 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 I don't, I don't know if I ever thought about it in terms of like a long-term career when I first started, but yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what it turned into. <laughs> yeah, man. No, no doubt. Absolutely. And so how did that happen? So you were passionate about exercise. You decided to become a trainer and it was supposed to be just a part-time gig. How did personal training become this, Hey, I'm going to make a full living at this and make a full go. Yeah. I mean, it's really interesting. Um, you know, I just started off as like a, a staff trainer at a big box gym in Austin. And I did that for, um, gosh, from the end of beginning of 2002 till the end of 2007. And I mean, at the time I was just kind of like, you know, uh, it wasn't until I left the big box gym that I thought like, okay, I'm going to really, you know, try to, you know, make a career out of this. And it was really interesting because kind of around around the middle of the of the time that I was at the at, at, at the at the gym of working there um, you know they brought in some people to 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 teach us some education right so they they uh, they brought in NASM and they started you know actually teaching us stuff and it was really weird because Stephen and I the guy that I work with here Stephen Danzovich we were the only ones that were actually interested in actually learning this stuff everybody else just treated it like a like a basically like a chore or torture whatever and and we just jumped in with both feet and so he and i started like really deep diving some of this stuff and we started going to classes and we took all the nsm classes and uh, that led to rts and mat and all this other stuff but that's a little further down the line but yeah i mean so it wasn't it wasn't until i until i you know kind of built up a nice little client base i kind of felt like man these people are pretty loyal and i left uh the big box gym and i went and rented space at a um at a training studio, which ironically is right next door to my current space. Um, cause I've kind of been in the same complex since 2007. Awesome. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until then that I realized that, Hey, you know, if, if I, I could, you know, really make a serious career out of, out of doing this type of work. 
So what was that? Because I think that's such an, you realize you can make a career out of this. I think it's interesting because I know I, a lot of people, I made a joking post that personal training is really like a, it's a professional hobby for a lot of people where they're exercise people. They love being in shape, having abs and all this kind of stuff. And then they realize they can make a bit of money. And then some people, I would say like you and I and a few others realize that you can actually make a little bit more than 30K part-time year. Like you can actually make a career out of this and sustain a household. So what was that shift where you're like, well, hold on a second. I can actually make a go. Well, let me let me go back in time a little bit more. Um, when this when the when this seed got planted in my head was uh, it, er, early on, even before the NASM stuff. I had a girlfriend at the time that drug me to to this um, uh, this Cooper Institute class in Dallas, right? Biomechanics of resistance training, and that was taught by uh, Everett Auberg, who used to be the owner of uh, Telos Fitness Center in Dallas. I remember that name, yeah. And uh, He's in the class and he's telling us like the rates that he was charging at the time. This is like 2003 and he, he was charging, he said like 150 bucks an hour. I mean, I, my, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, I didn't think it was possible that you could charge that much per hour for, you know, like personal training services. So I, that blew my mind. And so it kind of planted the seed. I'm like, well, wait a second, if this guy can do it and he's got people that are working with him, that are doing it. Maybe I can do it as well. And so th that kind of, you know, at the time when I took that class, I was like, I know everything. I was, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to learn anything. You know, I almost kind of went kicking and screaming, sort of like the trainers, staff trainers did at Gold's when we were, you know, put through the NSM stuff. But it was really eye-opening. Not only did I learn a lot about, you know, exercise, you know, to exercise technique and, and some little bit of very basic level resistance mechanics stuff, but I was like, man, these guys can actually charge you know significant amount of money at the time for an hour of service and so i was the seed kind of got planted and, the, and the, the seed that was planted was well maybe if i can learn enough i can charge like that you know so that's kind of that's kind of what what put that all in motion for me you know it was a it was a seedling that got planted that took a long time to, to you know to grow to fruition but it did eventually okay we got to talk about that i have i don't often do this when i'm interviewing people but i got a story i gotta tell you because you mentioned telos fitness okay. center so I think you and I have talked, we've got some family. I got family in Dallas and I'm often close to you. I've been close to you a lot. Actually, my grandpa, I fam my grandpa used to live in Dallas and we were involved. My grandpa was involved with hockey stuff there a lot. And about 12 years ago, I had an opportunity to go have a meet a meeting with the Dallas Stars strength and conditioning team, which I was super excited about, but nervous as heck. Cause I was really young. I was just teaching RTS. I had a couple chops, but I had this meeting set up and it was just I was really excited about it. So I went to the Telos Fitness Center. I actually met Everett and a few other people and I went and worked out to get my energy out. And I was having a great time, great workout, literally finishing the last that I put the 40 pound dumbbells back on the top rack and I go to turn around and then I hear the smack. And I turn around, the dumbbell fell from the rack and broke my big toe on the left side. <laughs> One hour. One hour before the meeting. Oh, so no. We were staying at the Hilton that was attached to the mall right there. And my mm -hmm. girlfriend at the time yeah, came right with me. Yeah, there at the Galleria. Mm -hmm. So we were staying there, and I told her, and she went and bought a pack of dress socks and Band-Aids. And I took my big toe, I wrapped it in 12 Band-Aids, eight dress socks, and I just limped my way into the meeting. Now, fortunately, the stars were there, and they were late for getting on a bus, so I could hobble my way through and not look like I was too decrepit. But that sucks, and I still have that pain today. Fun fact. That's a bummer, dude. <laughs> now, let's go back to this. So back to you, because you mentioned really, really yeah. interesting, right? Yeah. The Everett, Everett thing, you hear about the money. Hey, someone, you can make $150 an hour. If I learn more and I learn all this amazing stuff, that will translate to me being able to have the career and make the kind of money like Everett and other people did. 
I went through the same thing where Peter, my mentor in Toronto, was same thing. He was charging like $175 an hour, and I, my jaw hit the floor when I did the math. He's working this many hours per week and $175. That's crazy. Um, in reality, the experience I had was when I got to that knowledge level, I didn't have the business skills. I thought I would, but I had the knowledge. Did you go some, through something similar? Oh, yeah. Tell yes. me about it, man. Tell yeah. me about it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, so... It was a long haul to actually take, you know, what I do um, on a day-to-day basis and actually turn it into a real business. And honestly, uh, I needed a lot of help. Um, you know, I'm a decent entrepreneur, but I think that the way entrepreneurship works a lot of times, uh, the, the best is in tandem and partnership. And so, um, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna probably just have to jump ahead and then jump back to wherever you want to go. But it, you know, jumping ahead many years, like you know when I decided I wanted to turn this into a real business, you know, my wife was like, well, you know, let's take this entrepreneurial strength finder test and let's see what your entrepreneurial strengths are. And I had quite a few and then she took it and she had quite a few. And she's like, well, what if I, you know, kind of helped you build this into a real thing, right? Let's create a name. Let's create a brand. Let's create, you know, marketing website, all this. Right. And so, and, you know, again, we're kind of jumping into the present, but now I have a whole team, right? I've got her, she does, you know, she helped to build the, all the branding, uh, the, the, the website does, you know, did design our original website. We hired somebody to design our current website, which turned out amazing, but, um, she did all the branding. Um, she wrote all the content for the website. You know, um, I've got a person that I've, that uh, works part-time for me that does all my social media. I mean, so I've, I've got, her name's Angie and she's amazing. She's a great client and she's a great uh, friend and team member with us. And so, you know, I've got a lot of help. I had to have a lot of help to actually take my skill set and, 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 and build it into a, into a, uh, you know, a real, a real business, a real company, you know? So it wasn't just, I didn't, I didn't do it by myself. And some people can do that. You know, um, some people have a ton of entrepreneurial talent. They can just take this and, and build it into a, a business, but a lot of people, um, you know, need help. And that's why I think what you're doing with this fitness pro mentors thing and, the, and, and this, you know, way that you're kind of teaching trainers how to take their skill set and actually build it into a real business is really powerful because, you know, um, a lot of people don't have those skills and they need a lot of help to, to get to this point. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And that's where I'm really excited about this podcast, interviewing people like you and former guests, because I mean, there for a long time, I would say our community has had small bits of some business skill that you could learn. I mean, Greg Mack teaches incredible sales stuff. I remember sure. Tom yeah. taught the missing link course. And I don't know if you took that one, but that was like, that was like a professional development mm-hmm. smack. He did a great job where he talked about like just intercession professionalism. No one had talked about those. And it, 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 there's a big hole, I think, for a lot of these trainers that are coming up that you and I, we had to just kind of figure out. And peers of ours, as you know, that are brilliant, uh, some just fell away to the wayside because they didn't learn, you know, they learned some sales. Great. They learned some amazing technical stuff. Really, really good. But they couldn't figure out some of the small business things, accounting and whatever it may be. So that's great. I love that you got a team and I really want to dive into that. Um, with the entrepreneurial test that you did, um, what's, I mean, I'm just curious, what strengths did you have when you took that test? Like, what did it say that the things you were really good at? Do you remember? Um, it's been so long. I, 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 so there's, I think there's like, there's like, there's 10 strengths. And if you have all 10, that's the kind of person like Elon Musk or, um, Richard Branson, these types of people that can, they can literally buy themselves 
build and scale an entire company, yeah. right? Um, most people do not have that. That's super, super, super rare. Um, so that's why most of the time, um, great businesses, actually, you have to have a partner because a lot of times your partner will have uh, some of the entrepreneurial strengths that are kind of in your blind spot. Um, I know, I know for, for a fact that I'm one of, one of my strengths is I'm really, really good at risk assessment. Um, so I know how to look at something and decide whether or not it's, it's going to be a, a, a strategic, you know, risk that's going to make a lot of sense or, or not. Um, I have a business focus, which just means that, you know, I'm just really good at, at getting down to the nitty gritty and figuring out how to, you know, how to make something um, profitable. But again, it's been so long since I've taken it, I can't remember them, but it was really weird because my wife has almost all the ones that I don't have. And that's part of the reason why we make such a good team together. Yeah. Right. In, in regards to creating the strategy around, you know, building a relatively you know, successful small business. What I think is brilliant that you and Shannon have come together to do that because I think you and I both know multiple people that have created partnerships together with people who have similar skill sets, similar visions. And it's, and it's great that you have that, but you're really just splitting the costs on a business and you're bound to have some level of conflict or challenge because if you have the same strengths and da, 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 da. So it's great when you can find someone that has, and in your case, your wife, which is just absolutely brilliant, who's complementing skills. I mean, you're really getting into a true partnership where it's not like you have the talent, if you will, but then you have the marketing department, then you have the accounting department, and you have all these machines that are working together to create an emergent, amazing thing. So it's fantastic. Question, I mean, it's lucky that Shannon, I mean, your wife, at the t I mean, is your partner. Do you think if you were to go down uh, starting all over again and you didn't have Shannon in your world, would you still seek out a partner that had adjacent skill sets? Um, if I had to do it all from scratch, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, just because, just because I know that, I mean, part of it is, is, is just that I'm just, I'm so focused on the, on the technical side of just trying to work with people and get people feeling better and stuff that, you know, I just don't have the, the bandwidth to, to do all the, all the other nitty gritty stuff that needs to be done in order to make a business really, really successful. So, I mean, yeah, I probably would, um, try to find, you know, somebody that, you know, I probably if I if I had all the information I have in my head now I'd, and I was thinking about partnering with somebody, I'd want them to take that entrepreneurial strength finder test as well, like Shannon and I did and figure out, you know, if, if our if our strengths were complementary, um, you know, in order to do it, do it again, because I just I just I personally just don't feel like I could have built the business I, I have currently without that. Um, it's just there's just so much that goes into it on a day to day basis that it you just, in my opinion, most, most people are going to need some serious help. I love it. And I think, you know, delegating responsibilities so multiple people can take over to help something grow. I think it's brilliant. What is a particular skill and or trait that Shannon brings to the table that's helped your business grow so fast? Strategy. Um, she's amazing at strategy. Um, you know, um, marketing language, um, like I said, she wrote our entire website. She knows how to take what we do, this kind of very complex systems thinking um, stuff that we do to help people on a day-to-day -day basis and put it in language that makes um, everything um, work better. I mean, she, you know, she, yeah, so she, I mean, she does that. She, she runs the schedule for three, you know, two full-time people and one fixing to be full-time person. Um, so she knows how to organize and manage the clients. I mean, so there's just a lot of, I mean, these are things that I just, I, I just don't have time to, to do this stuff, you know, and she's brilliant at it and she's brilliant at, 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 you know, strategic business thinking and, 
you know, and marketing and all that as well. So I got to say that one thing I've noticed because I watch for this stuff is I've noticed over the last year and a half or two years, a really gigantic shift in your branding and your presence online, your website, your photos, the flavor of your photos, all that. To be honest, I was going to save this till the end, but you brought this up. It's it's such a huge difference. And I saw that the photos you were putting up were a lot similar to mine. They were nice photos, but they were photos, you know, had some headshots of you and St uh, Steven, um, but it was a lot of pictures of the machines, the gym you were at and that kind of stuff. And now you've got a much more vibrant flavor. There's a clear tone. There's a lot more colors, a lot more energy, uh, colorful pink haired people in the pictures. Like it's really like an incredible shift. And I'm just wondering what inspired that shift you don't want me asking. Well, I mean, it was just we, we wanted to kind of take the vibe that we're trying to create here in this office on a day to day basis and put it out there on, on social media and stuff. And so that people could kind of get a, a like you said, a flavor or a feel for who we are and what we do. Um, so that's all Angie and Shannon kind of kind of planning that out. I mean, it, they, we have multiple meetings per year. Where we, you know, plan out our entire social media con concepts and, and um, posts for, for long, prolonged periods of time. Awesome. And so, you know, you know, part of the, when Shannon and I were designing this business, you know, we wanted like, you know, people to understand that, you know, we do serious work, but we're, we don't take ourselves too seriously. You know, we like to have fun. We, we, you know, we like to have positive energy. We, we're, we try to create this kind of um, real specific kind of family environment here. We want our clients to kind of um, feel like they're kind of part of our family. We want our team, um, you know, me and Steven and Mel and Shannon, we all kind of just, and Angie, we just, we, we're all kind of just very bonded and we kind of try to create this family vibe. And so we wanted that to kind of come across on our, on our social media so people could get this idea of like, hey, you know, we're, we're serious thinkers, we do serious work, but at the same time, you know, we kind of have a playful energy in the office. We like to have a good time, you know, as we're trying to help people recover, get better, get fit, whatever their goals are. That's awesome. Now, have you found that that shift with the more playfulness and the color, have you guys been able to translate that and see the metric shift where you're getting uh, more people, higher quality leads or yes. something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Especially on our website. And I mean, again, once again, um, with the website, we, we hired an awesome SEO company um, that's, that's really, you know, um, managing and doing all their, I'm going to give them a shout out. They're called Clapping Dog Media. They're awesome. Clapping Dog um, Media. But they, yeah. <laughs> They, uh, they, <laughs> they, they, you know, and so, and so they're, they're, you know, they're measuring a lot of our, our metrics and stuff about who's coming to our website, how long they're staying on it, you know, all that kind of stuff. And they're having, you know, a couple meetings a month with Shannon to kind of give us back that data and that feedback. We're already starting to see some, some, um, some additional leads and, and stuff start to come in from, from that optimization that we created. And then on the, yeah, on the, on the, on the social media side, because of the work that Angie's done. Yeah. I mean, we're getting much better engagement, you know, with specific posts and we're trying to create specific posts that, that mimic that, uh, that engagement level for sure. That's awesome. Now I know you get, I'm sure you guys have thought about this because of how much energy you're putting in. Um, if you don't mind me asking, like what are the client demographic and psychotypes you guys are going for? Psychographics, not psychotypes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, you know, most of our clients are, you know, I'd say between the ages of 40 and 70. Um, these are typically what we're typically looking for are people that, um, you know, that just really value health and well-being. Right. And they're really and they really, you know, are, you know, if they've got, you know, chronic issues and problems in their body, you know, they really want to get those issues resolved. We want people that are really interested in um, participating in exercise long term and that value that as, as part of their lifestyle. 
Um, yeah, so I mean, those are kind of the, the, the types of people that we're targeting men and women in those and that primarily in that age demographic that, you know, just have a commitment to living a better lifestyle, feeling better, you know, or maintaining the lifestyle that they have. And we always say one of our taglines is we want to help people lead the life they love. And, you know, so if they're, you know, if they've been, if they, if they don't, if they have an activity that they can't participate in or whatever anymore, we want to try to get them to be able to, to do that. Even, you know, obviously even stuff that's goes outside of what we're trying to do here at the office. I love it. I love it. I got a question about that, but before we do, it kind of comes back to the business name. Um, muscle restoration. How'd you come up with that? That's cool. It's, it's sharp. Yeah. So we were, yeah. So it was just weird. Shannon and I was just brainstorming one night. She's, and I was, you know, I, you know, kind of going back to through my history, like I was, you know, a guy renting space at a gym and then I had to rent a space at a gym. And then I had an office above the gym where I would do, you know, the, you know, kind of table-based stuff. And then, uh, then I had a, you know, a smaller space and I've got, you know, relatively decent sized space now. And, and so, you know, as we were, as I was trying to grow and I was trying to create like a business around this, we, we just sat around one night and we're like, well, what are you trying to do? And I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I was, one of the things we say all the time is we want to try to restore people back to factory settings, right? We want to try to get people <laughs> back as, back as we, as close as we can to factory settings. So I was like, restore, restore restoration. And then and then muscle restor and then it, and then it was Austin muscle restoration, right? Because of the, you know, because we want people to understand, you know, that we're local here to the community and stuff. So that's kind of how the the name came about. When you say factory settings, I instantly think of my children running around the house because that's pretty factory settings. But <laughs> I know what you mean for sure. The default. No, not that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. It's like get it. Get just get back to where, you know, where we where we started. You know, because you know life is gonna beat the crap out of us over time and. You know, and if we can get the body is, you know, operating near, you know, childhood factory settings, if we can, that's even possible, then that's ideal, right? I'll get home. I'll see Max will be like, factory settings. Good job, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so this leads into a question and I would love to ask your thoughts on it because I'll tell you, it was, it's the way you've, you've taken this, they've taken your name and your branding is a little different than what we've done, but you've been really successful with it, but we tried that here and it didn't work super well. So I definitely leaned hard, as you know, between learning um, muscle activation techniques at times and then the Tom Purvis stuff and then learning some incredible stuff from Greg Mack and exploring post-activation and all this, whatever, you know, all this so much stuff. I, I was trying to figure out how do I differentiate myself from personal trainers? And I, like I've jokingly said in, in you know, sales copy posts, how many different titles I've had for myself. And I've leaned back towards the fitness professional personal trainer only because I find that when someone comes in, uh, they have a preconceived idea of the, the type of, that we're trainers, but we're the expert trainers in our facility, in our town, we can get you know reoccurring revenue models going a little bit better. We can get those higher rates because we differentiate from the other trainers in our town. It lets me charge double compared to them. Um, and then we lean into some of the more muscle knowledge stuff, which just helps to build us, you know, the whole Columbo model. It's worked really well. Um, you've got like, you're doing the whole muscle doctor, muscle restoration thing. And I'm wondering, I mean, I know you're in Austin. It's very competitive there. I'm wondering, is that choice deliberate to stay away from the trainer stuff? Um, yeah, I'd love to just hear how you're thinking about it. Well, I mean, we still think of ourselves as trainers. I mean, when people ask like, you know, what we're doing with them, I mean, I, I always say this is just, you know, exercise and it can be on the, the very easy effort, kind of acute, you know, PAP post-activation potentiation side of it, or it can be more gross for, you know, reinforcing that or, 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 um, 
you know, or just building a general degree of fitness. But yeah, I mean, we, we, we found that, 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 that differentiation uh, has actually been very powerful for us. Um, you know, I think once people kind of get in the door and they, and they meet us and they go through our evaluation process here, which is sure is similar to what you guys are doing there, it, um, they get it right away. And they understand that, 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 the, that, the, that the foundation of what we're doing um, is still just exercise, uh, but they, for whatever reason, that differentiation um, has, has really seemed to help with our, with our you know, getting, getting a lot more clients in. We were in Texas, man. Got to have the larger bigger titles, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, right abs- on. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's not, it's, 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 it's not that we're trying to, you know, I guess it's, it's, you know, for example, you know, we work next door to a, to a you know, traditional fitness gym and, um, and people are always like, you know, what, what do you, what do you, you know, what do they do over there? And I'm like, well, they, you know, they do similar things, some of the similar things that we do over here, but you know, the way that we, you know, prescribe and, um, and, uh, you know, create exercise is, is just, it's just different. It's on another level. Right. Well, and that's so. an interesting. I'd love to ask your thoughts on this. Cause I think about this way too much and I still don't have the answer. My, my only answer is just work harder, <laughs> but, um, you're next door to like forgetting about what titles, right? You are an awesome exercise professional. And then the next door neighbors, you got personal, you got the stereotypical whistleblowing coach. Um, how do you think we differentiate ourselves from whistleblowing? camo wearing tank top wearing 15 people in a room for 60 bucks an hour personal stuff trainers because that's i mean that's the problem is you go talk to i don't know about for you forever i tell my family members i was a personal trainer and they're like oh yeah i can see you work out that makes sense yeah you know and they they were just kind of stereotyping me and then when they came to the gym that i opened and they saw we have a very similar style that you it helped us differentiate that so in your opinion you know the trainer that you are versus you know, saying this very politely, the trainers that are next door, how do we differentiate ourselves? Well, honestly, more than anything else, okay, let's throw out the technical skills for a second, right? I mean, if you've been through, you know, Purvis's stuff and Mac stuff and MAT and all this stuff, I mean, you're going to have just a a much greater degree of of technical skill than, you know, I would say the the average, you know, trainer that's just kind of maybe doing this work part-time or just, I think that the main thing that differentiates it is client interaction. I think that the way you interact with somebody is what can really differentiate you, right? The, 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 the questions you ask, right? Uh, the focus that you give the, the person um, during the session, right? The, the, the way you react to the person emotionally, you know, the, we, we talk a lot about on our website about compassion, right? You know, no matter, you know or, 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 or staying focused on, on what that person's vision is for their health and their life, you know, and not trying to apply my own personal bias into it. You know, if they have a goal to do something extreme, we try to help them do it within reason, right? If their goal is just to, you know, walk better or to play with their kids, we try to, we try to make that happen, but we always stay on top of, of that interaction, right? Making sure that, um, that that person is getting, you know, 1000% of our focus at all times. Um, and that they're being heard and seen, you know, um, and, and understood, right instead of just like let's just get you in here and get you moving it's like you know no 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 we got to we got to get a little little bit into your psychology you know what do you you know like greg mack always talks about these fundamental objectives where do you really want to get out of this right what are we trying to do here right so i think that is something that can massively differentiate you beyond your your technical skills is just how you communicate and interact and 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 you know 
with, with, with somebody, you know, and, and how you design something that's, that's, that's built for them and, and, and their goals and their needs versus just doing something blanketly just to, just to get somebody's body to move a little bit more, whatever. Incredible. Yeah, no, I love it. I couldn't agree more. So listen, man, you've been doing this for a while. You've been entrepreneuring for a long time. I like to ask, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. What is like the biggest aha moment that you had as an entrepreneur? Oh boy, that's a loaded question. Um, just, I, I just, I think the biggest aha moment was that I just, I, I needed help to do this properly, right? Um, you know, it's like if, if you, you know, if if you, if you, and again, this has to be within reason, within you know your budget or whatever of what you're trying to do with your business. But it's like, you know, if if if, if you need a, if you need a. A, you know, something, you know, if you need to see a derm, you know, something wrong with your skin, you go see a dermatologist. If there's something wrong, you, you know, with anything, you go see a specialized doctor, right? And so it's like, to me, it's like, the biggest aha moment was, A, I needed partnership to get this, to get, to get this done right. And B, it's okay to, to ask for help and to, and, to, and to hire people that are better at you at specific skills, right? Like, I mean, sometimes it's better to try to delegate some of this stuff than to try to figure it all out on your own, right? And, and, and it's okay to go and try to learn from other people who know more about this, uh, this stuff than you do and try to figure out what they're doing and maybe you can create some duplication around what, what they're doing. I mean, so that was the biggest aha for me was like, yeah, you, you wanna build in, you know, a, a business that's sustainable you're going to probably need a team at some point, you know, and if, and if, and if the team just means a mentor or a coach initially, right, just to teach you some viable skills about business building and about client interaction, um, you know, sales, you know, like the stuff, some of the stuff that like Greg Mack teaches in the client, uh, you know, the muscle system specialist program. I mean, that stuff right there just is so powerful in and of itself, just to, just to help people to, you know, get a foot in the door of, of you know, how to start to build a, a system that they can work off of. Right. But I, my biggest thing is don't ever be afraid to, to, to try to get people working with you that, that, that can do more, know more about specific things, because if you got all the technical skills in the world, but you don't have, you know, the, the, the marketing website, client interaction stuff down, you're, you're not going to get where you want to go. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think it's, I mean, putting aside, I mean, money, I mean, money, everyone needs money. <laughs> and I'll tell you, if you invest a good amount of money into something, it might seem like a lot of money to invest into something for 12 weeks or six months or, or a website without a high amount of SEO. But the ROI that you get from that is incredible. And it's hard to see that. But when you spend a year working on your website SEO on your own and you spend weeks, months, a year, all this time and then you get to the end of it and it's okay, but then you realize you could have paid someone and been hands-free of it and could have been reaping the benefit of it for the 11 months that you spent working on it. Uh, it's just a game changer. Um, if you don't want me asking- Well, you get yeah. one, yeah, I was just gonna, I was just gonna follow that up. I mean, you get one or two really great clients, long-term clients off of, you know, paying for SEO optimization, you're gonna, you're gonna pay for it right away. I mean, let me give you an example. Like this is the, we have the worst timing ever because we paid for a whole bunch of Facebook ads during, during right before COVID hit. Oh no. We put, we put these videos and we, and it was, it was, you know, but you know, we, even from those, even from those ads, we got a couple of clients that, that, that stuck with us long enough that they paid for the, the cost of the ads, you know, and they got helped. And so everybody won in that situation. Right. 
So you think about it as like this big upfront cost, but the, the ROI on it can be just, can be dramatic. I mean, you can end up with, um, you know, people that, 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 uh, that, that can end up being with you for life. I've got a really good story about, about this. Um, if you, if you, if you want to, yeah. I, I got, a, I got a good story. I, I can give Greg Max some props off this, um, about, about the ROI of, 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 um, of learning stuff. So, um, let me, this is, this is a really cool one. So you remember how he teaches that 30 second commercial thing. Yep. So I don't like, I don't like to, I don't like to talk to strangers. I'm not going to lie. Um, but, uh, about 10 years ago I was at, I was at a whole foods and, um, I, I just was like, you know, I just had gone through another one of these, uh, classes with Greg where we hammered down on this stuff and I'm like, Oh God, all right, I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to try it. And so like, I, I, I'm standing at the meat counter with this woman and we, uh, and we're, and we're buying the same thing. And so I just, Oh, you like grass fed beef? She's like, yeah, I like grass fed beef. And so we struck up a conversation. The next thing you know, we're talking for about 10 minutes and, 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 and she's, uh, and she's telling me, I don't know how it came up that she had chronic neck pain. I was like, Oh wow, really have chronic neck pain. And I was like, you know, I did the little thing. Well, listen, I got this thing where I help people like you that have chronic neck pain and are frustrated and, and can't seem to recover. And, and so she's like, wow, what do you do? And I just kind of told her a little bit, you know, like, I don't know, come in for a consult. She comes in for a consult. That goes great. She comes in for the eval. That goes great. She becomes a client, right? Well, we get her fixed up, right? We get her, we get her neck pain cleared up. And she's like, this was the greatest thing that's ever happened. I can't believe this, right? So she starts referring me people, right? Brandon, I can't, I, I shit you not. I, I've literally off of that one person, that one client, that 30 second commercial, I've probably gotten 20 clients off of her tree. I'm still, I still have clients. This was 10 years ago. I still have clients I see consistently that are from her tree yeah. of people. And I mean, it's just, it's insane. So it was just, I mean, that was like, that was, that didn't even cost anything other than just, you know, uh, other than me just trying to be, you know, have to be a little bit brave to talk to a stranger in the grocery store. But yeah, I mean, that, that little, 30 second commercial led to, I, I couldn't even count how much money. But the, the proof of concept, so. that proof of concept right there is perfect though. Like that, uh, you know, I don't know how you think about it, but I used to think, I used to think a lot that marketing was just, you know, put something out there and then people will come to you and then you recite, you do your thing and you buy my thing and then they come in. But it's that outbound outreach, like taking that genuine nurturing approach to get out there. I mean, I, part of one of our mentorship presentations, I talk about that this business has over $120,000 of reoccurring revenue each year from only one type of outreach that I did for years and years and years and years. And we drew people in and collectively, there's a majority of the business that is still here and over six figures of revenue every year from that initiative. But I went out there and I went into the trenches and I did this and then I did this and then I donated this time and I gave away $1,000 a time every single time, but it turned into something bigger. So then here, okay. So now you, you don't like talking to strangers. You talk to a stranger. You made a bunch of money, bought yourself a Lamborghini flying around private jets now. Right. Awesome. Okay. So, but now you have that proof of concept. Now, are you every time, like, how are you thinking about talking to strangers now after that amazing experience 10 years ago? Uh, you know, I just, I don't really get much opportunity to talk to strangers, Fair to tell you the truth. Right? I don't go to the grocery store anymore. I don't, I don't, I just, I just don't do much of that anymore. But I think that there's something really important about that interaction that, 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 that somebody could take away from going back to what I was saying about kind of our proof of concept in regards to how we interact with clients is like that person felt heard when I 
when I sat there and I listened to her tell me about what was she was dealing with, right? And she kept telling me, you know, the people were telling her, you know, oh, I just have to live with this. No one can help me, you know. So that compassion that I gave her a stranger, you know, without knowing much about her right up front, you know, made her feel comfortable. And, you know, and again, the, 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 the work that we did helped. And I, I, yes, I mean, it's just, I just think that that's a real important thing. And, you know, for people to not be afraid to do that, because sometimes you'll, you'll meet somebody that, you know, or, or like what you did, you'll give away a lot of time, but it'll, it'll pay off in the end. I mean, I think this is where, like you guys are doing, you just have to make sure that you're tracking your data. Because if you realize, hey, I'm giving away a bunch of time, but this time turned into a 10x investment or 10, a 10x um, income, I mean, that's absolutely incredible. I love that, man. Cool. That's an incredible story. Thanks. And I hope you're sharing that with every one of your teammates because I think that's just absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I've told I've told people a lot of people about that. I I don't I don't know if I I can't remember if I ever told Greg Mack about that. Or not. I'm gonna see him next week. I'll, if I if I if I didn't, I'll have to tell him. I probably did at some point. I won't lie. I'm gonna soundbite that one and use it for social media because that's a really good one. So I'll share it when I do for sure. Okay, cool. So another Sounds entrepreneurial good. question, right? So we did the aha moment. Yeah. What would you say the biggest hurdle is that you've had to overcome as an entrepreneur in the fitness landscape? Um, it's just, it's just, it's, it's just hard to, to, you know, especially when you're starting out, it's just hard. And I, it's honestly, I don't even know how I did it for a lot of years. It's just hard to sustain people. You know, I mean, if you don't have, if you don't, if if you don't have new people kind of coming in all the time, um, you know, I mean, obviously you have some people that are, that are, that'll become more long-term and it'll stick and, you know, that'll go on a, you know, a a long-term program with you. But, you know, a lot of times if you don't have new people coming in all the time. It's just, it's just tricky. So I mean, the biggest hurdle I had initially was how do I just get more in front of more people? Cause I mean, we always, we find now, you know, um, if somebody, if somebody comes into the office and they come in for an evaluation, it's, I mean, it's 99, you know, 95% of the time they come back and become a client. I mean, they, it's very rare that somebody comes in for an evaluation now um, where they don't, um, they don't come back. I mean, and that's, but it, and it, so that's one. And let me tell you the other one that I think is really important. Cause I was just talking to another professional about this today that, and I think this is something that, that, that everybody needs to do. Eventually you need to have systems. Everything needs to be a system and you especially need to have systems for client parameters. So what I mean by that is, is like we have extensive paperwork that we make people sign that has all of our policies and our procedures, all of our expectations, our cancellation policy, everything is done up front. It's and we 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 give it to them um, digitally. And Shannon designed all of this. We give them it digitally, and then we then we give it to them again physically, and then we go over it verbally, right? And so because we've got these specific systems in place, right? The part one of the biggest struggles I had for a long time was people taking advantage, canceling last minute, make get you know excuses this and that asking for discounts you know like none of that we that's all gone now because because we have systems right and because we have this extensive paperwork and so because of all that um not only is our client retention better but our um you know we we've basically removed all these you know these constant you know all this constant drama that was going on in, in the business and this and people trying to take advantage of it. We just basically removed that. So that was one of the most difficult things I was dealing with for a long time, was just not having really, really, really strict systems in place for, um, 
for the clients and the, and the parameters that we create for them. And, and honestly, they, they feel more comfortable once all, once they've gone through all that and they understand the rules and everything much better than, than, you know, it's, it's just much easier just to move forward. Well, Glenn and I did a minds on muscle podcast episode calling retention starts on the first date. And, and I think that that's perfect because honestly, if you want to keep somebody indefinitely, uh, that that's, I think everyone should be thinking that way. If you set when they're all excited and everything's glowing because you did all this incredible new stuff with them and they're like, oh my gosh, Brandon O'Connor is absolutely incredible. You set that those guidelines out there, they're going to listen and they'll respond and they'll sign and they'll be happy to do it because it always goes that way. They ghost you. They cancel once. They cancel twice. I don't want to say always, but a lot of the time. And if you've preloaded that conversation with the expectations, it's just brilliant. And I mean, Greg Mack introduced that idea to me for sure that helped me get past some of those. And then we've exploded it here as, at Strata as well, much like you guys have that have just really helped us to have a much higher retention rate it's so simple but it's so powerful so simple but simple but it's but it's not because the language that you need to put into these into these documents is not simple i mean we've had to we've had to redo them multiple times because every now and again some crazy situation will come up where there was some something we hadn't thought of that wasn't in the paperwork <laughs> and so we have to pivot it and, and redo it you know, we've probably done that five times, but, I, you know, lately we've kind of got it down to a science now. And so I mean, we've got really, really, really specific systems in place with our, you know, our calendar system and our paperwork. And I mean, just everything is just very, very, very uh, systematized, which is awesome. You and it makes some, things much easier on everybody. You just put something comedic at the very end. Like if you sneeze on a Tuesday after two o'clock, you have to clap three times and spin. <laughs> you yeah. know, like something right. just to get people right. to crack. That's great, though. No, I think that's powerful. Right. And I think what you're talking about is really elevating the professionalism of this whole thing. Like people come into your place and they're like, yeah, we're personal trainers. And then you talk about that stuff. It just elevates the whole thing so much more. Right. Right. Yeah. And, that, and that's another thing that differentiates you. Right. I mean, like, you know, you come in here and you go through this very detailed evaluation process and you sign extensive paperwork. They know. And then you also sit and you listen. Right. Which I think is super important. Sit and listen and take detailed notes, you know, and I also take a lot of detailed notes. I get all the client history stuff online up front. And I make detailed notes before uh, they come in. So I've got questions I can ask, you know, about specific things in their history. And we have a big conversation and we get real specific about those fundamental objectives, you know. And so, I mean, all, you know, all that having all that up front, I mean, and then, you know, the way your website looks, the branding, everything. I mean, so now you're, you're coming in and you're the person's already thinking I'm coming into a much more professional situation. Right. Yeah. And just like, hey, dude, can I come in and work out? You know, it's, it's just there's nothing wrong with that. I did that for years. But I'm just saying, like, it's when you have all these systems in place and everything's tied together with your branding and your marketing, and your logo and everything else you know, somebody comes in and they're like, wow, this is, this is, this is a, you know, five-star experience, you know, before I even walk in the door. Yes. And it makes an impression. It anchors for sure. I love it. I got one more big question for you. And I think that'll be a good place to put a pin into today. Um, teaching, right? So when I was young, I was in, I should, and I mean young, I, I younger than I like to admit, but when I was 24, I started teaching for RTS and I thought that I, you know, hit pay dirt, that that was going to be the it. As soon as I start teaching, I'm going to suddenly get all these great clients and it didn't happen. And then I opened this business and I paused teaching for a while because I realized that I couldn't grow an education company at the same time as growing my in-person practice and helping these trainers grow. It was just two totally different animals. And then exercise professional education, getting involved with that. Uh, you and I are both involved with that. Love it. Greg Mack has done some really incredible stuff. And for me, I have found 
at the beginning of my career, being a teacher hindered the development of my personal training business. Later in the career, being an educator has really helped my business once I'm more established and the heels are dug in. I'm wondering in your veteranism as a trainer, so to speak, I don't know if veteranism is a word, but we're going to go with it anyway. <laughs> but as a veteran trainer um, and now being an educator, I'm just wondering how have you found that transition into a new role, so to speak? I mean, relatively new for you um, because it's been a few years now, but then, and how does it affect your business? I mean, honestly, it's, it's affected my business in the sense that like I, that just the, the teaching is helping me. Like, for example, I've got a new person who just went through muscle system specialist and I'm helping develop her. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, that's, that's another thing. Like, you know, that's a, that's a, that's, that's a, you know, we do, we do a lot of shadowing and, you know, I've worked with her a lot. You know, and so, and, you know, because I'm trying to develop her, you know, to, to, to really be able to do this work and to really help people and stuff, you know, so it's, it's definitely helping the, 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 that end of it, right? Like kind of having to teach classes and then, then be able to come back in and work with somebody one on one and, and, and be able to kind of explain and, and teach. But in regards to like just how it's affected the, the, the business day to day, I mean, a lot of my clients know that I teach, you know, um, for exercise pro ed and stuff, but it, it hasn't affected it that much other than that. It's kind of, it's good for me in the sense that it just energizes me. I, I really like teaching. Um, so, um, I, I just really enjoy the process of, you know, helping other people learn. And, and I'm really enjoying the process of helping uh, Mel, my new person, um, kind of just, you know, really, it's kind of fun to, to see it, you know, we're all white belts, right. But to, to, but to see it through, you know, through, through somebody's eyes, it's just kind of like seeing all this stuff for the first time. It's just kind of energizing, exciting to see it through that perspective, you know, because when you've been doing something for so long, it just kind of becomes day to day, right. Have them see some stuff and see some things you can do. They think it's pretty cool. And yeah, I think you accidentally get desensitized to it when you do it for so long. You forget, Oh yeah, I went through that. You phase. do. Yeah. Yeah, you totally, you, you, you do totally desensitize and you forget how, how hard it was to learn it all sometimes, you know, you can kind of remember, but it's been a long time. And so you kind of forget, you got to go, Oh yeah. I remember I was, was, I freaked out on the first day of the MAT internship and thought I could never do this ever, you know, or when the first time I went to an RTS weekend, I was like, how am I ever going to understand any of this stuff? You know, but then you do it just, you know, repetition's the mother of all learning. Right. That's so right. as they like to say, Hey, I got a random question. How old is Steven? Steven is 65 years old. I freaking saw that. I couldn't believe it. I saw a post like that. I'm like, there's no way. He he looks ridiculous. Please yeah. tell him for me. He looks ridiculously good. No, he's he's he takes amazing. He's working out constantly. He takes amazing care of himself. And, you know, he is an RTS Jedi, that dude. He just, man, he gets this stuff like you wouldn't believe. It's un he's, he's He does an amazing job here. I mean, he's got really complex clients he's got multiple people uh, multiple stroke victims that he works with and um you know uh, my most sensitive people uh, you know when i'm ready to kind of progress them to more you know uh, more gym stuff I, I always give them to him because he just he's so good at, at microdosing exercise with the people on the sensitive end of the spectrum i just I, I value him so much in fact i value him so much i actually hired him to train me a couple times a week because i won't get in there and work out if otherwise because i just i I'm in here working with people all day and I just don't have the, the discipline to do it on my own. So I'm like, I'm just let him, you know, RTS the crap out of me a couple times a week. And that's been amazing. It's changed my body dramatically. So, well, yeah, he's really awesome. Well, anybody who's listening to this, go check out Brandon's website because, um, Steven is someone who I definitely thought was like 45 on the top end. <laughs> and then I saw that post of his birthday a while ago or something. Yeah. I was like, no, this can't yeah. be right. That's yeah, incredible. He 
Yeah, yeah, he's 65, man, but he's, he's a workhorse. He loves to, he loves it. So cool. Well, Brandon, Miss, I gotta say, thank you so much for your time. I mean, yeah. and this is a, yeah, this has been a lot of fun. This is kind of like a broad question, but do you have any words of wisdom to any level entrepreneur that's listening to this for the fitness pro mentor community? Uh, learn as much as you can because you got to have technical skills, right? Uh, work on your people skills. You got to be able to interact with people and, and make people feel understood and heard. Um, and and uh, if, if you need help on the business end, don't be afraid to ask for it. You know, seek out people like yourself and Greg Mack that, that, that teach this, um, you know, this, this, uh, this, this business based uh, business building stuff for fitness professionals because it's really powerful stuff. You know, and if and if you need one, you know, um, you know, if you can find the right person that makes the partner with, you know, and it makes sense for you both of you, then you know, there's nothing wrong with that too. And anyone's listening to this, there's an episode I did with Johnny and Michelle of Precision Human Performance, where they are business partners with different skill sets, both trainers. And I would definitely encourage you to go check that episode as well, because they speak to that as well. If you're ever considering partnership, I'll tell you if anyone wants to ask me, I went solo. And I would love to have had a partner, but there wasn't anyone in my world at that time. But Brandon and you and Shannon, that's brilliant. Michelle and Johnny, that's great. Brandon, man, thank you so much. And where can people find more about you? Uh, you can find us at our website, AustinMuscleRestoration.com, uh, our Instagram, at Austin Muscle Restoration. We're at Austin Muscle Restoration on Facebook. So that's where you can find us. Consistency is key. All right, Brandon. Thanks so much, man. You bet, Brandon. I loved it. Great times. We'll do it again, I promise. All right. Sounds good.